It's Seth Partner who joins the program again. Welcome back to SENZ, Seth. Thanks so much for dropping by. Ah, oh, thanks for having me. It's been a while. It has. It has. I want to start off with Milwaukee, where you are. Quite important uh, basketballing city. Um, <laughs> uh, right now, the number one seeds in the East, of course, the Bucks, up against the, the Heat. But they suffered a loss in game number one now, did they not? And also suffered a worrying blow to the Greek freak, Mr. Antetokounmpo, one of the best players, if not the very best, going around. What's his status? Uh, from what I'm hearing, uh, it's it, he might be a little limited in game two, but largely fine, it seems. I think the the bigger injury news coming out of game one was Tyler Hero breaking his shooting hand, which basically rules him out for, if not the rest of the playoffs, the, the Heat would have to go very far. And even though Giannis is a better player than Tyler Hero, um, I think you can make an argument that, that Hero will be almost a bigger miss for Miami, just considering how little margin for error they have on the offensive end. Hey, Seth, and what about uh, the Warriors? Are they, how much trouble are they in um, with the Sacramento stomping happening too? Is Draymond Green like being ejected? Does he does he miss any other games? I would be slightly surprised if he got suspended. I wouldn't be shocked, but I, I think I would be um, – I, I think it'll it'll – you know, a instant reaction getting kicked out for the remainder of a close game. My guess is that'll be seen as a sufficient punishment, but if he got a game, I wouldn't be shocked. Um, and if he is suspended for a game, I think the Warriors are in a great deal of trouble. Um, as it is, uh, the home team winning the first two games, is it, it, it happens, and it, it, I don't think in any way it uh, eliminates the chances of the Warriors uh, winning that series. Joe, I've been having flashbacks to about 17 years ago. Uh, you know, last time Sacramento was relevant, um, and now they find themselves uh, up, up to games to nil. Um, do you consider them favourites, even though you've just said it's kind of gone to, you know, as predicted with the home team winning there? What chance are you giving that the the 2013 Warriors actually stealing the series? Um, I I um so if if you if you if you pay attention to betting markets, uh, the the even after game one, the Warriors were still. Uh, pretty decent favorites to to win the series, and it's just now after game two that the the Kings have have become favorites, but it's still pretty close. Um, I think that I, I think let's, let's put it this way: if it comes back to Sacramento uh, tied at two, I think the Warriors would be very strong favorites to to win the series. It's just a matter of them uh, taking care of business at home, where they've been pretty excellent this season. And what about the Knicks fans? Um, see if they have genuine total, total hopes, or would they just be grateful to get out of the first round to beat the Cavs? I, I think that the Knicks would, it would uh, presuming, uh, presuming that, uh, that that Milwaukee does end up beating Miami, which I think is still think is, is is most likely. I think the Knicks are a little bit overmatched in in that in that matchup. I think that that I don't think they uh, actually match up especially well. Uh, with Milwaukee, I think that they 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 would maybe prefer to play uh, one of the other two teams if they had a choice in in their second round opponent. Oh, Kempi, I love you. I just got back on my chair after falling off with the thought of the Knicks actually winning the NBA. That's just magnificent. That is magnificent. But the East is the, the East is the East is the best, Seth. Let's drill a little bit deeper, maybe more broadly. Uh, you know, try and pick a path. Um, it, it seems to most um, experts out out there that I hear that the, the Bucks um, and the Celtics aren't just you know favourites to progress to the Eastern Conference Finals, but to win it all. Would you, would you buy into that narrative? 
I think so. I mean, I think that that uh, either of those teams would be decent favorites over any team that came out of the West, uh, presuming they they make it through the the Eastern Conference playoffs uh, at full health. Um, I think Boston is is going to make fairly easy work of the Hawks. Um, uh, you, the the Bucks, as is their tendency, actually kind of made things a little harder on themselves by not playing particularly well in Game One of a series. That's been a an interesting sort of. Uh, trend in in the mike budenholzer era is is um the tendency of the bucks to to just play quite badly in game ones of series uh despite you know uh, going on to to you know have success ultimate success uh, even when they do drop that first game hey seth well my team i know that uh dan's picked himself up off the floor but my team the la lakers <laughs> are looking good after game one are they are they a dead set chance do you think oh man um, I've been, I've been a Laker. <laughs> I've been a Laker. Wait, 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 I've been, I've been a Laker. I've been a Lakers skeptic all year. Um, I think they've certainly caught some breaks, um, both in this matchup in general, given, uh, the depleted front court that the Grizzlies have. And now, uh, the injury to, to John Morant. Um, I don't, I don't have a great sense of, of, you know, whether he will or will not play in game two. Um, I think that, uh, the real story of, of what is, uh, driving the Lakers forward, and I don't want to feed into the hype, but Austin Reeves was absolutely spectacular in game one. I mean, how many times have you seen a LeBron James team in the playoffs and he's almost a spectator down the stretch? I mean, the ball was in Austin Reeves' hand and he was making every play down the, the stretch of that game, which is uh, not even when when LeBron was playing next to, to, to Kyrie Irving. Maybe he was taking turns with Dwayne Wade. Um, it was the last time that, that you know, the the... The, the, the crunch time uh, creation duties fell to another player on a LeBron team. So that's, I'm um, just tremendously impressed by that performance. Uh, although you're probably tremendously unimpressed by his catch cry during that game. Um, I am him. What well, what on earth is that? You know, roaring to himself, <laughs> I'm him. I, I'm old enough to not, I'm old enough to not try to understand what the kids these days are saying. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it, it, as a as a penman yourself, as a wordsmith, I, I'm him. Terrible, terrible sentence. He needs to work on that, doesn't he? Just. But if Jar Morant comes back game three and plays the rest of the series, Grizzlies, is that where you're leaning? Is it all dependent on Jar Morant coming back? I mean, it's Jar Morant, but I again, I think that uh, I think the Grizzlies um, might be a guy or two short. I think they really miss Steven Adams a little bit, just in terms of an interior matchup. I think they really miss Brandon Clark. Um, I think the Lakers do not want to play fast and, um, of the, the available big men for the Grizzlies, uh, none of them particular is particularly, uh, uh, up and down the floor. And as Xavier Tillman is, is kind of a plotter, uh, Santi Aldama is 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 not rapid. Even Jaron Jackson is more of a half court player. But uh, the, the the speed and athleticism that that Clark could bring to the game, I think, would be a, a nice uh, a bonus for 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 the Grizzlies and him not being available. I think very much hurts in this matchup. Hey Seth, so looking at your crystal ball, and uh, we'll, we'll have a look at what it, what plays out over the coming days. Who do you who do you see going through, and who's the team that you think is the is the one to that loses um, the title? Uh, I mean, I think the 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 thing that I'm most looking forward to is the remainder of the of the the Clippers Sun series. I don't. Uh, it was a it was a 
pretty good Kawhi Leonard performance down the stretch to win game one. I don't have a, I, nothing could surprise me in terms of that series. Um, in terms of, of what I expect, again, assuming health, I've been saying that I think it's Bucks over Nuggets in the finals uh, all year, and I'm, I'm kind of continuing to stick with that. Um, I think the Nuggets uh, have, a, have a fairly straightforward first-round matchup, which will help them. Uh, obviously, a, a tough second-round opponent, either the Clippers or the Suns, but um, I think there's going to be four kind of tough teams in the second round there, and I still think the Nuggets, with home court advantage and probably the best player on the floor in most matchups in, in Nikola Jokic, I still give them the edge. Yeah, we haven't really mentioned the Nuggets, have we? And they've got the two-time reigning MVP. Uh, he's a pretty decent player. The, the game has evolved so much over the last sort of 10, 15 years, you know, uh, whether it's sabermetrics getting in and and the style of the game has changed. But we often see the regular season seems to be one sort of form of the sport and then there are, you know, diverting sort of uh, strategies used by the teams come the playoff time. So what, what do you think are going to be, um, you know, the big storylines on the tactical side uh, throughout this playoff series? I think it, it's as it always is. Um, you know, the regular season is, is almost more about your strengths and the playoffs, especially against kind of the, the better players and better coaches, uh, turns almost into more about your weaknesses. Um, teams have enough time and enough focus to really pick at, uh, you know, w- what your team doesn't have. I think I think we saw that a little bit in game one of the Knicks series where the fact that the the, the small forward position, which we, we've seen has been a, a kind of a weakness of the Cavs all season, um, became kind of glaring, whereas the Knicks are able to put, you know, uh, competent, coherent five-man lineups, a number of different five-man lineups on the court. And I think that's a, uh, that is a fairly substantial edge for New York in that series. Oh, sorry. Sorry, I didn't turn my mic on. You, you'd think after 20 <laughs> years of doing this, I would have actually turned my microphone on. Uh, now I've completely lost my train of thought. Um, what what, what outsider, and, and what I mean by that, say, seed five through eight, offer the biggest threat here? And, and I'm thinking about our, our listeners who like a bit of a smoky on the, on the markets out there. What of the outsiders, as far as their, their position on, on the standing setting into the past, do you, do you think could have a sustained long run? The funny thing is, is the teams like the 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 the, road, the, the game one and two road teams that that uh, you might suggest are all sort of we're all sort of trendy picks anyway. And we're talking about the Warriors. We're talking about the uh, uh, the Suns. We're talking about the uh, uh, excuse me, the Clippers. We're talking about um, um, uh, the Lakers. Um, I, I kind of think of those teams. Uh, the the Suns got a lot of hype because of the addition of Kevin Durant. Um, I think we we saw in Game One of that series that Kawhi Leonard is, um, you know, I was I was with the Bucks in 2019 when he basically destroyed us over the last four games of that series, and uh, there was a lot of familiarity in what I what I saw with the, his shot making and just sort of general control of that game down the stretch. Um, so I would I would say that uh, uh, it's strange for a team in LA to say that they haven't gotten enough hype, but uh, the Clippers are kind of a team that is that is menacing. I think I would say menacing, a Clippers team that's menacing. 
you know, a side that's been, you know, <laughs> the joke of the NBA for generations now menacing. I look forward to seeing uh, how they progress and everyone. Uh, Seth, thanks so much for dropping by. It's awesome to chat to you and, and get a real inside perspective of, uh, you know, a wonderful competition that the NBA is, and this is a great time of year. Thanks so much. Absolutely. Hopefully I can uh, drop back by later in the playoffs. Yeah, that would be nice. That would be nice. Uh, how you feeling, Kempe? How you feeling, Kempe, about your Lakers now, having listened to Seth? Well, I actually watched the um, LeBron take that back seat and just go down the court and, and become the director. You know what I mean? Like, so now he instead of being the, the drummer and the trombone player and the bloke who runs out the saxophone, he's sitting there with a little <laughs> with a little wand in his hand, just directing traffic and making sure that they're on on song. I reckon I, mean, I reckon they're a chance of stealing it. Seriously. I reckon they're a chance of stealing it. I know Seth's got the Bucks and the Nuggets. Um we thought maybe the Bucks and the Celtics, but mate, LA, the stars come out to play. You know what I mean? The crowd starts yeah. to play uh, up. And this this is a compliment. I don't trust playoff LeBron if he's up against your team. <laughs> you just, I just don't trust him. I, and that's a compliment. You know, he's on your side. I, I'm taking the the, the opposition sort of view. I mean, you just you just don't trust LeBron, right? And and what if, what if, what if he is doing that, Dan? What if he is just managing himself through for one big last dance? You know, he is just handing off, knowing that well, we can, we can take care of these teams. We, you know, I'll let you guys take all the accolades, and I've got one last big one left in these legs. I'm just going to wait till I get to it. Wouldn't shock you, would it? After hundred hundred percent, he he's thinking that it would. Yeah, it wouldn't shock you if he was able to pull it off. One of the very best to ever do it, if not the best. Uh, in his 20th NBA season, whatever it is. He's like, a freak. Come on, man. Like, seriously, come on. Yeah. 20 years, still going strong. And what, going to continue to play in the league until his son joins? Yeah. Well, he probably uh, owned that team. The torch. <laughs> You're probably right.